me sports. Give me tacos. Give me the world. The Jimmy Podcast World. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for joining me here. I am live right now on Twitch. I am live on Facebook and live on YouTube. Jimmy Podcast World uh, in all three places. This will be available uh, later on tonight on uh, Jimmy Podcast World uh, podcast uh, streaming on Google, uh, Google Play, streaming on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, everywhere you can find your podcasting uh, streaming service. Uh, Jimmy Podcast World to know where to find me. Um, and let's just get started. Um, that was really good. Um, ESPN aired today the first two episodes of a 10-part um, series of uh, The Last Dance. Uh, the 1997-1998 season of the Chicago Bulls. Um it was just for me uh full of nostalgia um it was right as i was discovering my passion for sports um around the same time as i started playing a lot of these sports uh remember often trying to emulate jordan on the um, on the playing grounds, um, wanted the Jordan shoes, the wanted the uh, the jerseys, hats, shirts, and uh, it was uh, it was a nice thing to to watch um, during uh, this uh, social distancing, isolation, quarantine, whatever you want to call it, uh, due to the coronavirus. I hope that all of you are doing great um, as best as you can, making the most of the situation. Uh, staying home as best as possible um, and keeping alert as you're out and about, uh, hopefully getting essentials and stuff like that. Um, there was an episode that I recorded a couple weeks back uh, that I talked about uh, things like this, uh, podcast, sports, and whatnot. Yes, nothing is more important than your health. Nothing is more important than uh, real life situations, but it's great to escape for just a little bit. And I think sports does that. And I think this is an indication of needing sports. Um, I know the UFC is very adamant about, um, the UFC is very adamant about um, getting some fights here in May. Um, I kind of hope that they do. I kind of hope that they bring that back. Um, most of us aren't going anywhere during the weekends. Um, I'm here. Um, nothing else to do. Um, really quick, I have to address, uh, I guess there's an elephant in the room. The debate of GOAT, Michael Jordan, LeBron, whoever else you want to throw in there. If you want to throw in a Kobe, you can go in and throw Kobe. I don't want to talk about no Kobe. Um, go ahead and, um, view this however it is you want to view it. View it however it is that you want to see this uh, great documentary. The first two episodes, amazing. I, I, I love it. Uh, thank you, ESPN. Great work. Uh, thank you to the Bulls, Jordan, Phil, 
Scotty, everyone that was involved in this documentary. I saw Jay Adande on there, Michael Wilbon, uh, everyone. Uh, thank you for allowing us uh, to see some of the um, behind-the-scenes stuff that went into the 97-98 season of the Chicago Bulls. I, for one, am going to leave the GOAT conversation out of it. If I do mention players like LeBron, Kobe, whoever else is involved in that greatest of all time conversation, I'm only mentioning them for comparisons or um, in other ways that is not talking about, oh, well, they were better this way or they were better that way. I've already been hit up a couple times. Um, quite unsportsmanlike, if you ask me. <clears throat> I thought it was a little bit Bush League, and um, quite honestly, um, your guys' day will come. The day will come where I will, uh, I have been, and continue to work on a multiple-part series where I will state my case as to why I think LeBron is the greatest of all time. But in the sense of reviewing The Last Dance, watching this, and telling you guys how amazing and great this was, I'm not here to talk about the GOAT, who is the GOAT or who wasn't the GOAT. I will refer to Jordan as I go through this uh, review. Every I believe every Sunday they're going to have two uh, two episodes. It'll be like that uh, this this Sunday and and you know a couple more. I will refer to him as such because we're watching it in that time. We're being taken back to that time and watching it in that time. So that's how I will refer to that. If you're going to come on here and expect a debate about LeBron, Jordan, whatever else may be, this isn't the time for that. Uh, this is the time to talk about ESPN's documentary, The Last Dance, 1997-1998 Chicago Bulls. Um, what I ended up doing was I just took notes as, as, as I was watching, uh, made comments as I, as I was watching it. And uh, that's what I'm going to talk about. I'll talk about the notes that I took, uh, my takeaways from the documentary so far, um, and just kind of add some comments, some stuff that I remember <clears throat> growing up watching Jordan, some stuff that I've read, seen, whatever it may be. Um, early on in this documentary, to me, it really felt like um, in episode one. So I'm covering episode one first. Uh, early on in episode one, it, it really felt to me like that 97, 98 season almost didn't happen. Uh, it, it, it To me, it felt like it was um, not accidental, um, but you could kind of see the attitude of the team, the um, direction of the team start to fall apart, start to head in different directions. More on that in a bit. Um, what I mean by uh, it almost didn't happen, Reinsdorf thought that everyone on the team, Jerry Reinsdorf, uh, thought that everyone on the team, but, or I'm sorry, not Jerry Reinsdorf, Jerry Krause, uh, Reinsdorf thought that everyone on the team outside of Michael Jordan was past their prime. Um, all of this after a 10, all of this after winning five titles in 10 years. Just fresh off of winning their fifth title 
they turn around and think this isn't going to work anymore. Everyone is past their prime. They no longer offer anything to to the team outside of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan would have been that piece that we would have had stayed behind while we rebuild around Michael Jordan is what they thought. Um, that included players like Scottie Pippen, who Adande called the greatest number two ever. Now, in this aspect, um, at the time, probably, um, ever since then, you first have to think of people like Kobe, Shaq. Which one was one? Which one was two? That That is a conversation for debate. I personally think that Scotty is, as far as number twos go, in the top ten, maybe top five. I never really sat down and looked at... Um, my number twos. Um, uh, Jerry Krause, who wanted to change things, um, had a. Th- there was a very important part in that first episode where they talk a lot about Jordan uh, saying that he won those titles, the players won those titles, making it more of an individual statement. Um, but in reality, as it is in all other sports, as it is in football, basketball, baseball, hockey, it's not a player, it's not a team, or it's not a player that wins the title, it's an organization, it starts from the top and it comes down and from the down from from the bottom it goes up to the top. It is a collection of executives, uh decisions for trades. Um being a Dallas Cowboys fan, um a, a lot of the Super Bowls aren't won without Jimmy Johnson, aren't won without Jerry Jones. But yes, I do believe that most of the credit should go to the players. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, but there was a seemed like there was some tension there between Jordan and Krause as far as like organizations who wins titles, uh, individuals, players don't, and so on. Um, it looks like Krause had uh, tension between him and Phil. Phil being the architect, you know, the Zen master, uh, the architect of the triangle, and so on, uh, got a lot more credit, I think, than uh, than I think uh, the Krause did, right? And and I think. Most of the credit should go to Phil. He also had tensions with um, with MJ. Um, more of the credit should go to MJ and the players. Scotty, her, who coach, Rodman, the man in the middle, Luke Longley. Should go to players like that. It shouldn't go just to the GM. I, I've never seen that in sports. I it's the credit should be mostly to the players. And I, I think that's something that I think Krause started to struggle with as success came on. The Bulls were looking to rebuild around Jordan as, as the doc, as the episode went on. Um, Jordan stood his ground. 
Uh, he was not gonna play for the Chicago Bulls. Um, it, it was I was un, it was unclear whether or not he would have called it quits or not. Um, but he wasn't playing for the Bulls if uh, Phil Jackson did not return as a head coach. Uh, putting his foot ground, standing you know putting his foot down, standing his ground. Um, he was gonna have Phil Jackson remain as coach. Believe me when I tell you this. There are a lot of people that give credit to teams for not being dramatic, for not having issues off the field, behind closed doors. Believe me when I tell you this. No team, not a single team in any sport is immune to drama. Not a single team. You're seeing that now with the Patriots and the way Tom Brady left. Why would he have left if there was no drama and there was a good thing? For years, people be like, oh, that player, this coach, they don't get along. This player, that coach, they don't get along. These players do get along. That team does get along. The fact of the matter is, we're not privy to that information. We're not behind those closed doors. Players hate each other. Just like you hate coworkers, managers, supervisors. And a lot of you have no choice but to work with them. This is the same exact thing here. Some teams may not show it. They may be, if I could play, put a, put a play on words to stuff recently, some teams may be asymptomatic to drama. You might not see it. It might not show that they are having drama, that they do not get along. Bill Belichick, Tom Brady hated each other for years. But as T.O. once said, when him and uh, Tara Owens were having, uh, when Tara Owens and uh, Tony Romo were having issues and uh, they won a few games, winning cures everything. The Spurs showed it with Kawhi Leonard, right? The mishandling of Kawhi Leonard. Probably today's premier player, right? And yet they allowed him to leave or he left. Decided not to play a season because he had distrust for the Spurs with Greg Popovich of all people. The Lakers have had a history of showing this. The Cowboys, the Raiders, they all show it. Every team has drama. Not everyone on the team gets along. Why don't you notice it with winning teams? As I just mentioned a second ago, winning cures everything. Uh, early on in the episode, um, there was a lot of mention of how um, how terrible the, the Bulls were. Bob Costas, got, you know, I'll quote Bob Costas, said, the Bulls before Michael Jordan were terrible. Ryan Storr, the Bulls were being outdrawn by the indoor soccer team. An indoor soccer team outdrew the Chicago Bulls pre-Michael Jordan. Uh, they they definitely touched on Jordan's um, collegiate career. Uh, Jordan was uh, very inconsistent as a freshman, uh, but he was determined to be the best. Uh, it's often uh, talked about that Jordan was uh, cut from his sophomore year of high school, and you know early on, you know even now, not regarded as one of the the greatest uh, college player players. You know, there I, I could I could think of a few that might be uh, collegially much better players, but. Um, that's just given his rookie season, uh, the beginning at least. 
Uh, Dean Smith said Jordan wasn't consistent as a freshman, but he was determined to be the best. Uh, Michael Jordan's, uh, they also showed a Michael Jordan's uh, game uh, game winner in the NCAA tournament against, uh, as a freshman, which was simply amazing. Um, and then everyone noticed Jordan's uh, significant improvement from freshman to sophomore year is something that they showed. Um, Dean Smith uh, remembers not having a single moment where uh, we, that he could kind of say, "This is this is what made Jordan the best. This is where this is where I remember Jordan the most." Uh, he had mentioned that there were way too many uh, things to mention. Uh, he didn't have a favorite. He couldn't think of one. Uh, he was filled with just sheer awesomeness. Just like a lot of players, uh, a lot of collegiate players of the time, um, it wasn't uncommon for them to play three, four years. Um, Jordan wanted to come back. Uh, it was Dean Smith who um, uh, who told him that you know he should go pro. Uh, in a day and age where um, you know we know college uh, college sports to be one and done in basketball. Um, you have to spend one year after high school before you get drafted. Um, uh, what do you call it? Jordan Jordan was there for quite a few years. Um, that's been removed. So now you can go from um, from high school to the pros. We'll see how that ends up working out. That's going to be uh, crazy. Uh, we're going to start noticing the hype on high school players again. Uh, I don't remember a, a hype around a basketball, a high school basketball player since LeBron James. Um, uh, Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how this ends up working out uh, with the uh, introduction of the, or not the introduction, but the revamp of of uh, of the NBA minor league system, now known as the G League. Um, we'll see how that works out. I feel like maybe a lot of those players might end up starting out in the G League and then working their way up. Um, I think the NBA, out of all leagues, is really tired of uh, the way NCAA handles um, uh, co- uh, college uh, college student uh, athletes. Um, They'd rather just take them and 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 you know start to funnel the funnel the talent through the G League. So we'll see. Um the 84 draft, they talked about the 84 draft. Uh and the 84 draft with a, a draft went as follows. Hakeem for the for for Houston. Uh Portland went with Sam Bowie. Does anyone remember Sam Bowie? Don't worry. I don't. Uh Chicago uh, went with uh, their number three pick, which was Michael Jordan. Um, you know, I mentioned that uh, uh, Jordan's uh, college career um, and early on in his in his pro career, it wasn't obvious of how great he was. But what something I did notice about the uh, about the episodes was that. Um, in fact, people were noticing how great he was. Uh, some people knew that it was there. Some people knew that. He wasn't just ready to to take to take that throne, but they knew that this dude would be great. Uh, Bob Knight in the uh, documentary ended up saying that, um, uh, quite frankly, Jordan was the greatest player ever. He, he quote, I'll quote him as saying, uh, "He's the greatest I've ever seen play." Uh, they talked about Jordan's rookie season. Uh, he talked about everyone else having a uh, bad vice, uh, wearing her drugs. Um, women, alcohol, whatever it may be. Uh, and then Jordan wasn't into that. Uh, Jordan was just into playing basketball. 
being the best basketball player he could be, trying to, you know, have a good work ethic. Reminds me a lot of Kobe Bryant. Uh, there's a lot of stories about Kobe Bryant um, in terms of going out with, with, with a team and not wanting to, you know, go out to have some drinks. He was also, he was also underage, too. Um, and he just wanted to play basketball, similar to Jordan. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting. It almost seems like they're mirror images of each other. Um, in terms of the title, The Last Dance, um, Phil Jackson is, I think he's a great mind for the game. Good psychology. Um, it almost seems like his approach is more mental than X's and O's or box out or anything like that. Um, he's the one that came up with the, the title for the last dance, but that was a theme for that year. Um, that was the last year of his contract. Um, they convinced him to come back for that last year. He got the contract he wanted. Um, and the team for the most part stayed intact. Um, so it was Phil Jackson, and that's why the documentary is uh, titled "The uh, The Last Dance." Um, something that I mentioned about about not allowing this documentary, not allowing me to come on here and debate, you know, and say, "Oh, look, see, that's the reason why LeBron's better," or "Oh, see, that's the reason why this guy's better." Um, is because I wanted a lot of nostalgia to take over. I want to allow this documentary to breathe and be its own thing and not taken over by me and bashing it left and right. Um, one of the things that I remember as a kid watching um, uh, watching episode one was, uh, I mentioned this to my wife, um, I almost went to Chicago uh, that last season. Um, I almost went to Chicago. Uh, I have distant relatives that live there. I've never met them. I've never talked to them. Um 97 so i was 12 um i remember wanting to see michael jordan play uh before his time was up i really wanted to go and i my dad had set it up my my dad had talked to my relatives i was gonna go to chicago i was gonna get on a plane by myself go go to fly to chicago and then meet relatives that i have never met never knew and I've never really talked to. So um, that was all set. They were they were up for it. Uh, my dad was willing to buy the plane ticket, <laughs> some spending money, and then the game ticket. Um, and then I'm not going through with it. Um, I don't know if I regret it. I, I really bitched out. That for, that's for sure. I definitely bitched out on that one. Um, don't know if I, re if I could say I regret it. I really wish I would have done it, but there's no really, no really huge regret to that. Um, the, the other thing that I noticed was, um, is there anything better in sports than the Chicago Bulls intro? Um, wish I could play. Um, uh, it's amazing. Um, kind of got chills hearing that. And now the starting lineup for world champion. Chicago Bulls. Um, 
yeah, so that's how episode one ended. Episode one ended um, with, uh, you know, the, kind of Phil Jackson coming back for that one one last year. Uh, the, the team staying intact, making one last run of it. Um, episode two, um, I really enjoyed. Uh, probably more than episode one. Because it started to show the value that was around Michael Jordan. It started to show why we need to look at the big picture when we look at things. Uh, It started to show the value, especially of Scottie Pippen. Um, Scottie Pippen, um, in the last season... I didn't know this, or I'm sorry, not that I didn't know this. I don't really remember that part of it, but he was the rumor of trade at the time. <clears throat> Something I forgot about. Um, to me, Scottie Pippen's one of the greatest ever. Um, where do I put him? <laughs> Way back there for sure, but one of the greatest ever. Um. He's definitely, like I mentioned just a little while ago, he's definitely in the top conversation uh, for, like, number twos, for sure, absolutely. Um, It was crazy. The documentary mentioned he was second in scoring, uh, second in rebounds, uh, second in minutes played, uh, and um, first in assist, and was the sixth highest paid bull. Uh, The... (laughs) If ever a player got ripped off, I think that's one of those times. Uh, he mentioned, though, he touched on it. Uh, they went into his personal life for a little bit. Uh, damn, dude. Uh, damn. Uh, he had it tough. Uh, he really did. So when he saw, you know, what was it? Um, seven years, $18 million. To the rest of us, that's an insane amount, man. To the rest of us, I don't think we're working ever again. Um, he's just he's never seen eighteen million dollars. He's never seen a million dollars. I I don't know how far down. Never probably seen a hundred grand. So he took that deal. Had it rough as a kid. Um, so that's why he took it. He wanted to secure at least those eighteen million. I'd have to go back to see uh, if it was guaranteed at the time or whatever it was. Sounds like it was. Um, but um, Jesus Christ, um, you talk about a deal. Uh, the Bulls had one with Scottie Pippen. Um, let's not forget, he took the, he took the, the Bulls without Jordan to uh, two back-to-back uh, Eastern Conference uh, um, uh, games. Um. Jordan even went as far as to say, when you talk about me, you mentioned Scottie Pippen. I think that something like that speaks volumes. Um, I think that Jordan could could have never won without Scottie.
I'm almost certain of that. I feel like when you look at a team, it's who they're surrounded by, the number ones. If they're surrounded by just anyone, I don't think they're winning. And how do you gamble on finding another number two? Say they never landed Scotty, and more on them landing Scotty in a second. Say they never landed Scotty. Could they have one? That should have been a poll question. Uh, let me know now for the couple of you that are on. Do you think that Jordan could have won a tie? One, let's say a title, because any team could win a title. Their season, they're just due. Could he have won multiple? Um, I don't think so. I really don't. Um, I think that the I think that the success, um, the lack of success early on for Michael and the Bulls shows that. I think it does. Um, I mentioned Scotty uh, Scotty Pippen's upbringing. Uh, they touched on the sh- on the episode two. Uh, his dad suffered a stroke. Uh, was sitting sitting down eating dinner, fell back, suffered a stroke. Was bound to a wheelchair from that point forward. Uh, his brother, I think it was like in middle school or something like that, was wrestling in PE. A guy landed on him weird and to a wheelchair. So he grew up with two people in the household on wheelchair. He said basketball was his escape. Was his escape to, you know, not have to, as a child, go through go through that. It was the one thing where he didn't have to depend on others and others didn't have to depend on him. He was just out there just playing ball. Um, Scotty, when he went to, uh, to, when he went to college, um, kind of earned his way on, was an equipment manager. Uh, a couple people lost their scholarships. He was able to then gain a scholarship. Um, he was able to then gain a scholarship, uh, to, to, to play. So he was playing, but without a scholarship, uh, always tough. Um, What I mentioned about I mentioned earlier about uh, the Bulls landing Scotty. I didn't know this. Scotty was drafted by another team and traded to the Bulls. I that was something that was a complete surprise to me. Um, I didn't know that. Um, that was crazy. Um, so yeah, um, Scotty tried to force. Uh, Scotty tried to force their hand. Uh, so he tried to force the Bulls' hand after years of service, years of championships. Uh, Scotty tried to force their hand. Uh, he tried to, um, he held off surgery. Um, could have had it immediately as the other season ended um, and decided, nah, I'm going to wait. Um, I'm going to wait till, uh, till, um, till later on in the year and almost use, almost use the season as, as his rehab to come back and play. Um, Something that I remembered, I kind of mentioned uh, to my wife was, um, I remember it wasn't an injury, but um, I remember Emmett Smith doing the doing the same thing, held out, wanted more money, a team wasn't giving it to him. Uh, what better way to state your case as valuable as when you're missing? You go on a vacation, someone else can't do what you do. You uh, leave the job, whatever it may be, um, call in sick. And then they start to see your value. That's kind of what Scotty did here. 
was, you really think this is just Michael? Do you really think this is just Phil? Do you really think it's just these other guys? Adios, Feliciana. Uh, see you later. Um, so, um, obviously, they weren't a big fan of it. Obviously, um, Jordan wasn't a fan of that. Um, uh, he always thought, you know, Scotty could have the surgery early on and come back and help save the season. Uh, but um, he proved his point, showed his value. The Bulls ended up struggling that season. Uh, documentary went on to show that they ended up struggling that season. Um, um, I, I like when they, uh, I like when a lot of people uh, would mention about Kobe, excuse me, would mention about Kobe and would say that um, he didn't get along with other teammates or he wasn't like a, 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 a you know, uh, a great teammate. Uh, he like Jordan wasn't a, or sorry, Kobe wasn't a LeBron got along with the teammates, uh, hung out with the teammates. A lot of, a lot of the talent that they were surrounded by wasn't as good as Scotty or as good as Shaq or as good as Gasol or, um, you know, as good as those players. Um, and there, if there's one thing to say about Jordan, it's 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 he doesn't give he doesn't give a shit. Win, 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 win. <clears throat> Play like him. Have drive like him. Determination like him. And I think that goes along. Uh, that goes. That says a lot for um, you know. So often they say the the best coaches weren't the best players. Um, Phil Jackson, not one of the best players by any means. Um. So. A lot of the best coaches they say aren't the best players. So to me, it's like it, it, it's obvious. A lot of times, a lot of great players try to become coaches, and it just doesn't work out. Um, Jordan probably wasn't a light guy at the time. Um, often was forced to score 50, 60 points a night. Um, similar to Kobe. Kobe did that often. He did it a lot. Um when it, there wasn't a Shaq or a Gasol there, uh, was often going for 50, 60. That's because the rest of the team sucked. And and they needed to make up for that. Just to stay in the game, that type of stuff gets exhausting. Uh, they also went into Jordan's uh, second season where he suffered a, a, a broken leg. Uh, this was... This was um, there was some humor in there provided by Jordan. Um, he um, broke broke a bone um, on his foot um, that the doctors were saying a lot of times it just doesn't heal. And a lot of times it's re-injured. Um, Jordan asked what the what the what the uh, what the percentage was as far as like how good is it? How bad could it be? Uh, the the doctor had said something about like 10% bad, 90% good. And he's like, I'm looking at the glass half full. Everyone else is looking at the glass half empty. Uh, he went on to say like, there's a 90% chance everything's okay. For me to sit down on the sidelines while my team is losing, I, I just don't like that. And um, 
uh, a Bulls executive said, if you had a headache and I had 10 pills, nine of those pills cure that headache, one of those pills will kill you. Are you still taking that pain medication? Jordan says, depends on how bad the fucking headache is. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and it's true though, right? In a competitive spirit, it, it, it really depends on, on how bad the headache is, how bad the pain is. Um, and you got to admire that from Jordan, man. You got to admire that. That was something that, that's something you can't teach. That's a level in, in, in life that, that, that you either have or don't. There's no work ethic. There isn't a book. You can't go to school for it. Uh, it isn't learned over time. You have it or you don't. And, um, and MJ had it. There's very few guys that have that determination just to be great because he's already rich. He's already famous. His legacy is already cemented. Uh, for people like him, Kobe, LeBron, their legacy is already cemented. They have the money. It's 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 for it's for more than that. It's just the will to compete. The late great Kobe Bryant saw Hollywood as his next avenue to compete. Jordan's still competing. He still sells his shoes. He has an NBA team. So that will to compete never dies for them. Some people can say they're competitive to a certain point. Are you going to still be competitive at 60? Jordan is. Um, Jordan ended up convincing the Bulls to allow him to go back to... Um, I'm looking at my notes over here on this side as you see me lean. Um, Jordan uh, convinced the Bulls to allow him to go back to, um, to college. Go back to college. Uh, since he was out that season, he would go back to college. He would rehab there. Go to school to prove to dad that I'm not a fool. Uh, so anyways, um, but there, uh, he ended up feeling better and better and better. So he ended up starting, he started playing uh, pickup basketball. And he would go one-on-one, two-on-two, eventually making his way to five-on-five. The Bulls not knowing a goddamn thing. Uh, you have to admire that from Jordan. Uh, just that will and determination to come back. They ended up having him come back. So he came back and he ended up playing seven minutes. Um, and they had it. They they had a stopwatch. They had a little horn. I heard a little horn. I don't know if that horn was for Jordan. Uh, but in the documentary, you see uh, him on the court. And all of a sudden, it's like, Burp! and it's just like Jordan looks at it and then walks uh, walks off to the, uh, uh, to the bench. Uh, they had it like clockwork. So much so that in the playoffs they still had that clock on them. Uh, there was a game uh, that was very close. I believe it was against the Pacers, um, where it was 14 seconds left. But that 14 seconds when they called that timeout, that was the seventh minute for Jordan. Fourteenth uh, minute, I think it was seven minutes per half. I'm sorry, seven minutes per half. That was the 14th minute. There was 14 seconds left, and. Um, they took Jordan out of the game. Um, didn't let him come back in. Uh, luckily for him, um, Paxson ended up wait, making the game-winning shot, which probably would have gone to Jordan. Uh, no, it would have gone to Jordan. Uh, that ended up building. That was probably the beginning of the huge mistrust that Jordan had with management at the time. Was, um, dude, do you want to win? Because it's win now. Are we obviously right? Um, 
It's funny when people go like, you know, this team's built for years. They'll be back. I've said that a while. Uh, I've I say that often. Um, we just don't know, right? Uh, behind me, you see San Francisco, San Francisco Giants flags. Um, I seriously thought that that flag right there was going to be the only one I saw, and then I got to see two more after that. When the uh, Cubs went to the World Series um, against the Indians, um, I I knew people that were like, dude, I'd rather have Cleveland win this because they probably will never be back. Chicago Cubs, they haven't been back since either. Um, It's win now, right? Win at any cost. Tomorrow isn't guaranteed. Um, They showed a lot of Jordan's playoff games early on in his career. They were amazing, right? As I mentioned earlier, scoring 50, 60 at a time. Uh, Often, early and often in his career, playoff games... They led to failure um, because of the team that surrounded him. Um, when, when you're surrounded by shitty coworkers, you're in a class and sh- you have a shitty team for a group project, damn, does it make it hard to succeed. But when you're surrounded by great talent, by people that you know, pull their end, do their part. Works easy, works fun. Um, often in those playoff games, Jordan was um, selected as player player of the game. A lot of those playoff games that 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 he lost, that his team lost. Um, it says a lot when when the player of the game, the MVP or whatnot is not from the winning team. Um, yeah, definitely says a lot there. Um, those are all the notes I had. Uh, they ended up talking about, you know, the, the end of the the end of the episode, episode two ended up being about um, kind of getting those pieces together, Horace Grant, uh, getting Scotty, uh, trading Oakley, uh, getting Cartwright. Um, that's where that episode ended. Um it looks like episode three, they teased it at the end. It looks like episode three is going to be about, um, uh, like those early, early, um, those late years, right before they went on their run, um, having, you know, the Pistons play hard defense on Jordan. Um, looks like it's going to be a lot of that. Um, I'm really looking forward to these episodes. Um, I'm sorry if a lot of you tuned in expecting me to, uh, do some Jordan bashing and 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 goat conversation. This isn't gonna be it. Um, it'll be a while from now before that happens again. Uh, right now we're talking about nostalgia. We're talking about the ninety, the nineties. We're talking about the Bulls, Jordan. Um, it was great. Uh, it was really uh, really cool to see. Uh, it was a nice escape from, um, all the kind of news that's out there right now just littered with scaring us about this and that and having to stay in. Uh, so that was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to see that. Um, I'm looking forward to the other episodes. Um, yeah, that is all I have for now. Um, I don't want to beat this to the ground anymore. Uh, there will be uh, essentially five episodes total, uh, four more after this one. That will cover this. 
Um, I'm trying to get. I have people that want to come on the podcast. Um, it's not really a sense of being lazy and not doing these. Um, I like having people here. Um, there's a couple that I might have to do via Zoom, Skype, or FaceTime or something uh, over the phone. There's a few of those that I might do. Um, but for the most part, I like having people here. Um, and, you know, right now we're practicing social distancing and, and it's just it's going to be hard um, having having someone um, having someone here uh, in studio for quite a while. So um, uh, bear with me as um, as we go through this. Um, I'll probably have a few podcasts this coming week. Um, I'm not sure about that, um, but um, thank you for tuning in uh, till next time. Give me sports. This is Jimmy's Podcast World. Give me tacos. Give me the world. The Jimmy Podcast World.